Hey, Rutgers. What up, what up, what up? What's, up What's going on? How's everybody doing? What's going this on, everybody? Hey, stupid. This is the home team. Dirty Bird Thursdays, and we are the home team. To my immediate, well, there, <laughs> we got the coach. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm above you. Okay, there you go. The man, yeah. The man, the man that's going to ground us. What's up, everybody? Below me. We got the man himself. If you want that T-bone steak, you got to hit him up. We got Blackberry. Home team, home team. Then <laughs> <laughs> we have our resident nose tackle, the man that's a wall all by himself. Don't try him, but he is, like you said, he's a gentle giant. We got Big Ernie. What's going on, y'all? And then we have our aficionado, Atlanta Falcon Extraordinaire, we got Mr. Knight Rider. What it is, what it do, what it do, what it does, man. We live direct and in full effect. Wow. Ready to talk some football, man. What, what's going on, everybody out there? What's going on? What's going on? Before we, we get the show started, man, let's go ahead and give a Dirty Bird roll call. We got uh, Jonathan, well, we got Eric Mack in, in the building. We got CK22. Let's get up here. What up, what up? We got D Sloan. It's good, man. Thanks for joining us. My man right here, we got Lloyd Donnelly. We got Melvin Emery. And we got Sharonda Sherman. Now we got one one more. We got Jerry Boyd. What's going on, bro? Thanks for tuning in. That's my home. What's right up, man? Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, man. What's Appreciate going y'all. On Appreciate y'all. Hey, everybody. All right, let's go ahead and get to it this evening here. We're going to jump right into the first topic. Oh. In the recently published ranking of the NFL's 10 best cornerbacks, Terrell is listed at number nine. Atlanta Falcons think he's one of the best in the league despite the snub. Fellas, what do you think about this right here? Hey, man, that's disrespectful, man. There they go again with all that fires because somebody playing for the Falcons. Look, I think A.J. Terrell top two, man. Top two. Yep. Hey, man, Trayvon Diggs had that one good, good season. He was a rookie, you know what I'm saying? But now they got tape on him. So, you know, AJ Terrell, on the other hand, he got what? This what is going to be the third season? Uh, he really came in fourth season. Fourth season. Oh, okay. Four. Oh, yeah. He, he, he broke out. He, dog, no, he, he, he just solidified that spot, man. He, he top two. All top. I, just, I can't, I, like I said, I can't stand all this national media fire just because somebody in Atlanta, they not good. Come on, man. Come on now. Come well, on now. Good. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, baby. What yeah, you got, Ed? Good catch. Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> he 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 the top top one, bro. Like at least top top two, at the at the least top two. I I'm a huge advocate of AJ Terrell. Like they they it's it's one that they're biased against you know the people that play for Atlanta Falcons, and two they still trying to hold uh. What happened to him in the national championship game a few years ago? They trying to hold that against them, which is 
that's that's unfair. That happened three years ago. Why are you why are you still right. holding that gun? Like and why, that was a why? Also. Right. college, yes. Yeah. Oh, that don't make any sense. What you got, coach? Well, I'm looking at the numbers right now. You know, you got Jalen Ramsey number one, right? Then I think they got Jalen Howard. I'm looking at it right now. Jace JC Jackson. Lattimore, which is, I don't know why he's in there, but it's not story. Uh, no, right? Diggs, then Ward. They got more interceptions, I guess. However, everything else is, you know, pretty much the same. So how you raking, rating, especially Kenny Moore, who, you know, don't know who he is. Never heard of Max, but you got him ranked higher than being your man. You got your Trey Davis White from the Bills. These guys all ranked ahead of him. You know, but the numbers don't show. You know, his numbers are much better than all of them. You talk about giving up yardage. He's he's one of the best. He doesn't give up much. And uh, you know, like I said, some breaking they got him higher than that, but it's just talk, man. I don't look at it. You still got to play this game. Facts. It's whatever whatever on the field happens. No passion. He's not doing all that stuff on the field that that, you know that warrant this number nine ranking. He's much better than what they're saying he is. So you know, it's all talk for me. I don't pay attention to the ranking. As long as we win and he's doing his job, that's all that matters. So, what you got, Blackberry? I don't know who in the hell made these lists, but they need to, they need the shit slapped out of them. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they need they, they need their lunch took. <laughs> AJ Terrell led number one. In almost every cornerback statistical category. Exactly. He only gave up 200 total scrimmage yards. Mm-hmm. The the, the nobody's done that since Namde Asamoa in 2000, what was it, 2005, I think. Yeah. It, it's blasphemous that he's not number one. Mm-hmm. It's blasphemous. That we continue to get the the disrespect we get as a team, just because this guy wore black and red, and he lace up for the Falcons, they gonna put him down at number nine amongst quarterbacks when he led all quarterbacks in almost every statistical category you could think of. Yep. And if he didn't lead in it, he was second. Well, you know what? I'm gonna piggyback off of that. I'm gonna say he's number one. First off, for what you said about the yards, interceptions, that's cool. If you're in a position, if you know how to read offense, if, you, you, if you're good at your job, you, you'll get an interception, especially if you're going to sit on routes, okay? Especially if you can effectively disrupt, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the person catching, be it, a, be it a tight end, be it a wide receiver. But he gave up the fewest amount of yards, period, hands down, the fewest amount of yards. And he was going up against some good defense. He was, he, was, he was going against some good defense, period. Mm-hmm. But it's something that it's a, it's a bold narrative that's going around. It's about who we like. Popularity. It's about who we like. 
Athletic contest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. about who we like. It's not about it, – it's, it's not coming down to stats. It's not coming down to technique. It's not coming down to consistency. It's coming down to who we like. And whoever we like, no matter what they have done, we're going to put it above the numbers. We're going to say, oh, well, yeah, he did this numbers, but he didn't do this. So you're going to move the goalposts to make sure that your opinion is, is validated. And that's doing a disservice to him, especially this team. And that part I have a problem with. Let me say something else about this. I'm just reading something here. They said Terrell and one other cornerback was the only one that was targeted 1,000 snaps. They had 1,000 snaps in the, in the season, right, or more. But targeted only 66 or fewer times. You know, that's 6% of the time of being targeted. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. That means they went through his direction. But the other person was Casey Hayward. So they're on the same team. Damn. Same team. Same well, team. Be here, right I'm, I'm mm-hmm. Watch. That is crazy. Watch. I'm telling you. Let them keep so slipping. That there, is, that there just shows me that the narrative they're trying to do is like they're trying to discredit what this man's done. That's yep. all it is. Yep. Right. And I say it's fear. That's me. It's all fear to me. So. Mm-hmm. Me, well, I'm gonna tell you, it's a fear thing. Well, I'm gonna tell you, the knock, the knock here it really isn't on AJ. The mm-hmm. knock is on our Falcons as a, a team. team. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's that's right. Because it, it's like let's let's not fully credit this man for his individual accomplishments mm-hmm. that he himself thrived in the sea. In a he went from being I think he was ranked like 25th or something like that amongst starting corners um, his rookie season to to literally in almost any statistical category you could think of, he was first. Nobody's given up 200 yards. Nobody's done that since Numni Asamoah all for 700-some uh, what was it? Seven hundred some snaps. It had to be a total of uh, at least seven hundred seventy snaps. Mm-hmm. Nobody since Numbnut Altamwah has done that. And before him, can you guess who that was? Oh, probably Dion. Prime time. Prime Probably Dion. Prime time. I'll definitely say prime. So it, it's highly disrespectful, you know. Uh, and the not the it the. The disrespect, that's why it's gonna it's gonna be like sweet bliss, baby. When it's week 10 and they got the Falcons on all their playoff boards, and they gonna do and they ain't gonna have no choice but to eat crow. And now and, oh, and what? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's mm-hmm. the fear that they're going to have to admit they were wrong. Period. Yep. That is the one thing that all social media and all media in in general has a problem with. We do not want to admit that Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot have come up with a diabolical plan to get these Falcons where they need to be. And y'all going to have to sit up here and deal with this new culture. You know what I'm saying? Like Like we were talking about, you know, earlier. Tampa Bay ain't getting wrong. Gronk ain't coming back. 
Tampa Bay ain't got the same kind of team they had. A lot of these teams are not the way they were last season. So y'all, y'all putting your hopes on something that happened last season. And even you can even look at how they're setting it up. They're thinking that we're going to come out with a Matt Ryan S type offense. Y'all, oh, Y'all ignoring the handwriting on the wall, which is right in front of you. And this is what's going to be the downfall to a lot of these teams. Everybody, oh, we got a difficult schedule compared to what? They basically based some schedules on what they did last year. Man, it's a whole new season. Thank you. That's my point. Oh, we, that's my so, point. You remember we remember that on our Super Bowl year. Everybody was talking about how brutal our schedule was. We weren't going to do, do nothing. Uh, fast forward a little bit. Fast forward yeah, okay. a few months later, we were 11 yeah. five and, and what? What was what was like number five? We were like five seed or three? Arthur Smith won five seven seed. games with yeah. scraps. He won seven games with scraps. Exactly. And a and a quarterback that got trucked eighty percent of the season. And now y'all telling us that oh. We need to tank. Oh, we have to, oh, they have the we need to look for twenty twenty three. And yeah, and, yeah and, and and then because we didn't draft who you wanted, now you know they're gonna suck. Oh, because we didn't get who y'all wanted in free agency. Oh, now you know you guys are bottom of the list. All of a sudden now, y'all trying every little thing you can to discredit this team because you know what? Y'all see the hand writing on the wall, but y'all choose to ignore it. Until you gotta be faced with Okay, we can't match up with they with they uh, offensive line. We can't keep up. We we can't stop they running backs. We can't keep up with they wide receivers. Their oh, tight ends are making us look bad. It's coming, though. It's coming. I'm saying, then, you gotta think about this. All of y'all doing are just feeding this team. They already said they got a chip on their shoulder. Having a tough schedule is good. Because that means they won't get comfortable mid-season. Yeah. You know there what I'm saying? Go. We won't win five games and then think we didn't won the Super Bowl and lay down. I would rather have tough teams. Why? Because now y'all can't sit up here when we start beating people. Y'all can't sit up here and say, oh, y'all had an easy schedule. Y'all, y'all didn't play anybody. That same there that we had going on in 2021. Y'all won games because y'all wasn't playing nobody. Right. So now what's the excuse? You know what? And uh, it actually plays into um, the next show that we're going to have on the heavy hitter. So, um, but before I say that real quick, uh, I, I had to speak on this uh, topic um, simply because I'm going to just come out and say it. Mary Mike is the one who's been leading this crusade to say that AJ Terrell is the best coin in the league. Nobody had the guts nuts to say so. I said it. Why? Because it's facts. The reason why I have a major issue with this, um, and before I say it, you guys go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Um, if you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that like button as well. It definitely helps us um, get this algorithm um, going because uh, a lot of people don't get the notifications. But if you hit that like button, it sends a signal to YouTube that this is hey, the place to be. So hitting that like button is essential to you know helping people come here and get the knowledge that we're giving them a lot of people don't know 
about enough Falcons fans don't know about. We got a lot of people that know about us, but we need everybody to get some of this 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 positive energy over here. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you can know what's really real. But the reason why I have an issue with it is that y'all be all on Tom Brady nuts. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's stats. Y'all praise mm-hmm. him because it's stats. You praise him because he got so many rings. You praise him because he got so many wins. He's the all-time leading ring uh, uh, guys in wins. And then yep. the Falcons, you you got AJ Terrell who got every number that y'all y'all praise Tom Brady for. How the fuck mm-hmm. are you gonna praise one guy for having the best numbers and then look at AJ Terrell who ain't got a damn thing up front but Grady Jarrett last year? Exactly. And he's worst corner. I saw this damn video. You. I saw this video on YouTube. He said AJ Terrell went from the worst to the first. He's full of shit. That whole video was full of shit. And this is the reason why I have a major problem with everybody who has anything. And I challenge anybody to come on Mad Mike channel and AFN and sit next to us <laughs> and tell me how how, how, how we are. I dare you motherfuckers to come on this Get show. Get him. Get him. Get him. He said what he said. Bro, that's the problem that I have. Everybody want to yeah. say it, but nobody want to prove it. Everybody said that Deion Jones, he had a terrible season, but not one that, content creator out here yeah. has made a video, a video, a film breakdown mm-hmm. on Deion Jones sucking the entire year. How the hell do Thank you have? You. How the hell do you have 137 tackles in a whole year, but you sucked? So this is the problem that I have. I don't have a problem with your opinion, but if you cannot back up your opinion with absolute facts and stats, then you just talking shit. Bro, that's look, that's that's my issue. I don't look. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. Everybody's entitled to have and think the way that you think. But if you're going to spread lies, which is absolute lies, to say AJ Terrell is the 10th, the 10th, like, tenth, are you serious? You trying to tell me that you trying to tell me that nine other guys are better than AJ Terrell? When we look at the stats, and he said, every time you, when you look at anybody that put up stats against cornerback, AJ Terrell is one, 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 the second half of the season, they weren't throwing in his direction. They were afraid to. They scared. They knew better. Like I said, that's all I had to say, man. Um, I, I, this this topic for AJ Terrell, it, it's it's about as passionate as it is how I was with Matt Ryan. It was yep. so much hate towards Matt yep. Ryan, unjust hate for this man. 
And now that he's not in Atlanta Falcons, suddenly he's the greatest of all time. Man, come on, man. Thank, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank the you. with this um, media is Thank disgusting. Thank you. And it starts yeah. with ESPN. You see them. They fired, a, they fired a football guy in Randy Moss for a goddamn fantasy football stuff. Matthew Barry, bro, you find Brandon Ross <laughs> for Matthew, man. Let me get out. Let, and that man, the Hall of Famer, too. Man, look, I started saying ESPN yeah. series when they started letting Dan on Lockett break down play. You think I'm going to sit here and listen to somebody who ran out the back of his own damn end zone? <laughs> no, nah, look, look, let me tell you something. I started taking ESPN seriously when Skip Bailey said critical tackles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. What's Skip over there talking about? What? Yeah. what? What, what, what critical, we doing? Critical <laughs> tackles. Oh, I, mean, I literally almost crashed my car when I heard that. Critical tackles. Oh, critical oh, tackles. Oh, and oh, I'm still oh, trying oh. to figure out they what they're making that up is. all kinds oh, of oh. damn categories. Shit. Hell, if they say they making up categories, somebody get them on the phone. I need somebody to average how many beers I drink per week. Mm. <laughs> hey, I got a I got a score update. Uh Mike Harris just hit a two run home run. Hello, where, where we at? We in Washington. We in Washington. It's four two now. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 about to make up for uh the match. Let me tell you that right now. Oh yeah, look so bad later on. Yeah, but um, let's go ahead and uh, wait a minute. First of all, let's hit up. Uh, we got Miss Carrie here. Said you know, AFN family, hit up the like button videos. If you like the Falcons content, thank you. We appreciate you, Miss Carrie. We appreciate you, Carrie. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. But check, check, check this out. Let's 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 get into this because I know you know we we didn't almost we we didn't almost gave Mad Mike some gray hairs on on, on this topic here. Let's I, I want to get into this one right here and get you guys' opinion on it. This right here, mm. Quadre Olson said he feels ready for the season. Stays he's in a different mode. Will he get more playing time? Hey man, I I, I really hope he do, man, because I feel like Dan Quinn and and, and Thomas the Dummy, Tommy the Dummy, they they gave him the raw end of the deal. He yeah. he, oh, he, he showed flashes of what he could do. Yes. Well, he, he they they just never gave him the uh, the, the, the opportunity. Everybody act like Quadri is just terrible. That man is not terrible. He ran the ball last year. He is nah, not he terrible. He will run you over. He do not care. He he was uh he was part of the uh he was a victim to the soft serve committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Paul Quinn. Yeah, with that melted ice cream head looking bitch. But we ain't gonna get into him. Dog, Quadri Olson, man. He, you give him the reps, man. I think he gonna flourish, dog. He gonna he'll be a monster. They just don't, they just won't never give him the opportunity. And I've been I, I have been I've been watching for a few years. I'm like, man, why y'all won't just give Olson the damn opportunity to do something? Because the, the boy can play. What you got, Blackberry? Yeah, I think I think he is gonna get more touches. Um, there's a lot of people like Quadra Allison, man. Um, it's 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 about his work ethic and it's about the flashes, mm -hmm. like uh, like you said, it's about the flashes he doesn't show that he can be a good total of that rock, man. But you know, uh, uh, I would be remiss to, if I didn't say he still got to show it. He got to prove it. He got to prove it. I know we like them, and we we seen the flashes, and uh, when we see it, and we we just be thinking to ourselves, man, ooh, if we can get that boy to, to get that rock about fifteen to twenty times a game, 
man. He, ain't no telling what he could do, but he uh he he still got to prove it, y'all. He still got to prove it. I think he can. It's just about whether or not he'll get the opportunity with this lineup that we are uh gonna be putting on the field this year. So right. you know you got Algier, you got uh of course you know you got um Cordell and so and Damian it, Williams. You got Damian Williams. So everybody Damian. can't tote the rock now. Everybody can't tote it. So he gonna have to prove it in training camp. He gonna have to prove it. You know um when they, when they get them one on ones in training camp, he gonna have to show that hey I'm here. Y'all gonna have to give me them touches. So he got to prove it. he got to show he got some real competition out there in training camp. So we gonna see. What you got, coach? Well, this is gonna be kind of weird about him getting on the field. We don't know he's gonna make the team. We got too many yeah. running backs. We don't know how many we're gonna keep. We don't know how many wide receivers we're gonna keep. So somebody's gonna get cut that they're gonna be expected to get cut if Boston make the team. So right well, now, right now in the uh, depth chart, he's almost last. He's behind Avery Williams in the depth chart mm. that they have here. Hmm. However, like I said, this is just an early depth chop, so you know we don't know. Yeah. I would love to see him because he, he when he had the ball last year, that little short time he had, he was doing the same. He was actually the best running back in the end of the season almost last year. So, I, but, uh, I believe I believe that because of last year, Arthur Smith kind of saw the handwriting on the wall that that our our running game wasn't what he what he hoped it would be, and I believe. He saw potential in Quadri, but I believe it it probably would have put him in a bad position, being that you know we were we were struggling at at you know at running back and stuff like that. I believe this season though, like you said, they they're gonna have to prove that they want to be on there. But I believe uh, whatever players that don't make that fifty three man roster up front, they're going a lot of them are gonna be on the practice squad because we have so much depth that at any given moment, should something happen for, you know, God forbid, we can bring those guys up. And I believe that's that's what we got to take a look at because, remember, we didn't have that kind of depth last year. Yep, and true. that carries over when we get into, you know, the late, later part of the season and into the playoffs because that's when everything changes. That's when teams, the teams that don't have them rosters, they start to break down. So, you know, and two, you got to think about it. That gives us, this depth gives us a rotation. So we're not burning out one player over another. And that's that's one of the issues we had, too. We didn't have a good rotation. Mm-hmm. If one man went down, we were screwed, <laughs> as you saw. So <laughs> you can look for a lot of them. If they don't make the 53-man roster, a lot of them is going to be on practice squad. If nobody don't pick them up. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, only, only all I can say is, truthfully, only time will tell. Once you get closer to the uh, preseason games, you'll pretty much know who who's going to be right. doing what. And you know a little bit of training camp too. How the how the practice is going? Who's in the first teams? That teams so so. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me respond to Brian Peoples and and Brian Peoples appreciate you coming, man. Brian Peoples said, "Q definitely uh, as speaking in Quadra Allison." Needs his carry so Patterson could play more wide receiver. Mm. Y'all yeah. know what? He quad uh quadra Allison being on the field at the same time as Cordell Patterson. 
I'm thinking about it now, and my imagination is running wild because don't y'all think Cordell Patterson would look damn good in a wing set? Man, I think it's a lot of opportunity in a wing set with a big guy like with a big guy that can run. Like Cordell Patterson, and then you got Quadra Allison in the backfield. And he another bulldozer. So he another bulldozer. Now right. So so you, you got some thunder, some lightning, but you got a whole you got a thunderstorm in there with Quadra Allison and Cordell Patterson in a wing set. I, I I'm, I'm my imagination running wild with that one. And this is it goes back to that pick your poison scenario. That is what Arthur Smith is going to enjoy, making teams pick their poison. He's going to make Al he's going to make your defense choose. Yeah. Al Jill could be in that wing set too now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Arthur Smith coming downhill. He ain't doing all of them. He's coming down. He's coming at you. He's coming at your soul. He's got to do anything else in that run game. He's coming at your soul. They're going to hit you right in the mouth. He's trying to take your soul away. And, and and Mike made a Mike made a valid point um on one of his um one of one I think one of his rants or whatever he was breaking down no he's breaking down what uh Jew was talking about yesterday. When when you got when you got this kind of setup, you know what I'm saying, that makes the unpredictability that we got and establishing that run game. He was talking about making – you know, he was talking about, hey, the Falcons, you know, in order to do what they got to do, should establish a run game early. You know what I'm saying? You were talking about establishing a run game early. Do you not know having that kind of scenario, having that kind of ability to cause that kind of chaos, starting off with the run game early, first and second down, do you know what that does for us? That not only burns up the clock, that not only puts, makes the defense honest – but we eat up yardage as well so that by the time we really get ready to do something serious, we're already in the red zone. You see what I'm saying? Because we're not trying to come back from having to do third and 12, third and 15, you know, whatever, to where we can go and score touchdowns instead of hitting field goals. That changes our field position. That basically changes the, the – um, What's the word I want to use? That changes the momentum of the game. Because these teams now that have these stout defenses, now they have to pay close attention to the nuances instead of worrying about how they're going to dominate and get at our quarterback. You see what I'm saying? If there's too much confusion on the field, you can't you can't focus on trying to get the Mario. Because we we we're doing we're making it to where their pressure is almost obsolete. Made total sense to me. Yeah, because you limit the amount of you you limit the passing game, but you open it up for the passing game, especially if you get the running game going early, because you set the tone for the rest of the game. Because hey, the defense will constantly be on their heels. Hey, hey, hey one. It gonna be it gonna be a lot of yak on this team here, bro. I'm mm -hmm. trying to tell you. <laughs> yep. It's gonna be a lot of yak. Oh yeah. 
when, when, when these boys get the ball, you, you, you got a basketball team out there. Everybody can run. And everybody can run your over. Oh, yeah. Right. And you got and you got running backs that, like I said, they're going to hit the hole and carry two or three people with them. You better get they're out of the way, buddy. They're going to collapse your chest cavity, boy. going to be some hey, gas out there. I'm er- trying er- to tell you. Everybody can, can run your smack over. It don't matter who it is. <laughs> you put that ball in, you put that ball in Drake London hand, you going to run your over. Put that ball in Kyle right. Pitts hand. Go run your put it in the hand. And that takes pressure off the O line because they don't have to sit back there and wait for um Mariota to find a receiver. You see what I'm saying? They're not tasked with having to it's all or nothing or the quarterback gonna get it if huh. if you don't find Damn somebody. Man. It's like nah, we're gonna do what we gotta do, we're gonna block, open these holes up, y'all do what y'all gotta do. That's it. Right, you, you, you said something that's really important, and I think this is, uh, I think this is essential because we actually, like I said, we I got a, a special project for a lot of big fans, um, and I think you're gonna love what I'm on with this. Um, we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna do this on, uh, on, on the heavy hitter show Wednesday. So you guys do not forget this. I promise you, you guys are going to love. If you like nostalgia and you like uh, the old school Falcons, I promise you, you guys are going to love this. But I think it's key to mention what Blackberry just said, is that when you look at this in a Falcons team, one of the things that a lot of people aren't focused on are the additions, and this is something that Devonte brought. Uh, he brought up the additions. If you look closely to what this team is doing right now, it resembles 2007. Do anybody know oh. who was in charge? If you look at if you look at all the moves that they made, all right. Like I said, I'm probably giving too much, but this is we're gonna go in depth with this. But this is essential for people. To, uh, if you're a real Falcon fan, you know what I'm wrong with it. It's identical to what happened in 2007. The defensive side of the ball. They went out in this draft and this draft this year. On the defensive side of the ball, what was their first addition? On the defensive side of the ball, this this draft, what was their first addition? Edge rush. Edge rushers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. What, okay. Did they, what, did they, what did Rich McKay do in 2007? What was his one his first move that he made? Was it Abraham? Exactly. So, Bingo. Like said, if Bingo. you go back and look at even in the draft, we did another thing. Not only not only with the wide receivers, but in free agency, we went heavy on one position. We went heavy on one particular position. Does anybody know that position? Um, Safety. Safety. Edge rusher. 2007. Yeah. We signed uh, Quadri Olison. We drafted Tyler Algier. We re-signed yeah. Cordero Patterson. And we, uh, and we got – I'm missing somebody right now. But that, if you go back and look at 2007 and 2000 and the moves from 2007 and 2008, 
like I said, we're going to go in detail with this on Wednesday, and this is why I had to, I, I had to do this because a lot of Falcons fans, like I said, if you love Vic, if you love that style of football in 2000, uh, uh, 98 and 99 season with Jamal Anderson, DVD, yeah. love the next episode of Heavy Hill. So, promise you guys, you gotta hit that subscribe button. You guys are gonna get some, y'all gonna get some gems. I promise you that. No way, not be DVD, yeah, yeah, you right. DVD is coming back, yeah, yeah. But if, if you notice, that's if you notice. Mike and them have been talking about that. We well, we've been talking about that all last season, mm-hmm. and they've been harping on the run game because if y'all remember, oh. when Falcons had a running game, we were we would we were feared and we were deadly, oh, and they could nobody could stop that run game. When the Falcons oh, got that run game going, it was almost impossible to stop. So, you get a run. You get a run game from it for any team on any level. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your chances of winning have yep. just grew exponentially. Right. With a running, with a running attack, that's hard to stop. Right. Because even the most pedestrian quarterback with the most average receiver set, uh, set of receivers can be successful in the passing game if you got a running attack that's hard to stop. Right. Think about high school level. What we do in high school? Run, run, run. We run. run come on, run, come on, coach. Run, 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 run. We run, 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 run the run. ball. Run. Yep. The team that it, it, you turn on, go to any, you turn on any state, any state championship game, they high school level throughout the nation. I don't care. I don't care if it's Nebraska, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa. I don't care what. High school championship game you watch, they gonna be running the ball. Yep, pound the rock because it's eating up the clock. Yep. That's is that something? Right, right. That's something that that transitions that transitions to every level. It don't matter what level you on, pee wee, high school, college, professional. The running game is always going to be one of the most important aspects of your offense. If you have a dynamic running game, now it's all good if you want, if you like Kansas City, you know, it's all good if you like uh, the Buffalo Bills and and you can slain that thing across the field. But guess what? You're fortunate because most teams can't rely on a passing game. Most teams need a running attack. Right. Yep. So they to at least be middle of the pack. If you at least middle of the pack throughout the league, you're serviceable. You're doing well. So the running game is is a key aspect. Is a key to an offense being successful. It's key. Yeah. That and then just just what I was gonna say. Who who said that? Uh, Bubba Gump said it um, in one of the comments. Remember when my, Remember when we had Michael Turner. Turner, Turner, play. Michael Turner, Turner calls all kind of kind of headaches. Get a lot of play action too, boy. Oh, my oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, no, he ain't got a bunch of balls on the field. Oh, he was guaranteed. He was guaranteed ten yards after. He was guaranteed ten, fifteen yards at a time. Easy. 
had a dangerous offensive line too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but see, it takes wear and tear off the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Because if all you got to do is dump the ball off, nine times out of ten, they ain't got time to sack you. Yep. They don't have time. And then, too, if you look at it, the uh, the running game would have done us quite well when we played Buffalo in the snow. Because the running game is good against those open stadiums where the wind can offset a pass easily. So you playing teams like, for, for instance, Indy, Chicago, Baltimore, Buffalo, New England, you got to have a run game, period. And it works against stout defenses because over time you can wear that defense down. What you got, Lock? <laughs> oh, man. Lock in. What's up, boy? What's happening? That boy, that boy got the study. He got the study eyes on the date. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Lock, lock got mm-hmm. something over there. What you got, lock? <clears throat> I was, I was, I was on the. I'm mad. I missed the whole uh, Terrell, AJ Terrell rant, but I came in at the back end of it, and um, I actually looked at looked at the stats between Ramsey's, who they said is the best last year. Um, mm-hmm. That's crazy. Only thing that Ramsey had on AJ Terrell was one interception. AJ Terrell had three one. and one. And then AJ Terrell had one sack. Ramsey didn't have one sack. And then I want to put this out there. AJ, um, I mean Ramsey's been in the game for like seven years. He's been mm-hmm. um, seven years. He's been drafted by the Jags in sixteen. And um AJ Terrell has been in the game for like two years and he has almost half as many tackles in two years that Ramsey has in his career. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. I, I, I wanna get I wanna get to this comment right here from, right. from Noah the professor. Noah, Noah. And he was talking about he said uh Mariota was great with play action and had a solid backfield rotation and a great tight end. What does he have now? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mary! Oh, Mariota! Mariota got a got an arsenal. Damn, so got tight ends. <laughs> he got an arsenal. <laughs> he can Let's pick go. and choose, and he got an arsenal with a rotation. Hmm. He got an arsenal with a rotation, and I'm guaranteeing you, Arthur Smith is scheming up some plays that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Mariota. Mm-hmm. You're not yep. going to be able to just run at him. And knock him down like y'all like y'all think y'all gonna do. It's coming. It's 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 not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Let's get to this. Let's get to this next topic here. Okay, hey, hey wait. I know y'all gonna love this one. Who will be a happy rookie surprise? I'm gonna I'm gonna let Blackberry take this one. Y'all know y'all know who I got who I've been having my eye on. Y'all know John Fitzpatrick. Tight end out of Georgia. Tight end out of Georgia. Uh, <laughs> our last selection in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. 
happy rookie surprise. The, the upside this guy has, okay? John Fitzpatrick is the grit guy. He's the guy that understands that his role is to go out there and punch somebody in the mouth and free everybody else up so that they could be successful. He understands that. But guess what else? Guess what else I think he got in his back pocket? I'm looking at this dude. This dude's six foot seven, 250 pounds. When you look at him, he's in phenomenal shape. This dude is in phenomenal shape. He's sneaky athletic. I done talked about this before. John Fitzpatrick is that guy that nobody's going to see coming, like George Kittle. When I see him, I think uh, instantly, I thought, George Kittle. Nobody mm-hmm. seen George Kittle coming. Nobody. Nope. But George Kittle for about three, four years, before Kelsey really took off, George Kittle was the best tight end in the NFL. He was the best. When you look at John Fitzpatrick and you look at his numbers in Georgia, the pedestrian fan will say, oh, we can't do nothing with that. We can't do nothing with 200 yards, 17 catches, one touchdown over four years. We can't do nothing with that. He wasn't targeted number 25, I think 25 times. Mm-hmm. That's because they had a perennial tight end catching tight end, route running tight end. John Fitzpatrick, he wants to get dirty. He want to be in there banging, knocking and banging with them with the, with the fat boys on the line. No disrespect to anybody that. <clears throat> oh, oh wait. <laughs> but y'all know what I'm talking about. We're talking football. It's an aspect that is t- – that's why I said – when I said – when I talked about how Drake London's ferociousness at wide receiver is going to bleed into the identity of this offense, guys like John Fitzpatrick, who you know – when you need to get one yard, two yards, and you need to run that thing up behind somebody, if you ain't going to run it up behind one of them tackles or one of them guards, you put you a big tight end like John Fitzpatrick that know he ready to go out there and knock somebody in the mouth. Right. You run that thing up behind him, and that that's a the dynamic of the game can change. I want y'all to think about a play. Remember this play. We were playing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota a couple years ago. Okay, might have been three years ago now. That last play, the game-winning touchdown, Matt Ryan threw to Julio Jones on a wide receiver screen. He took it to the house. Y'all remember that block that Jake Matthews put on put on uh uh uh, uh Peterson over there? That's gonna be mm-hmm. Patrick. He 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 knocked his lights out. That's gonna be Patrick. Took him That's out. Cool. It was the it was the block that set up. The game-winning score. Yep. Okay? I look at guys like John Fitzpatrick. Guys that know that everybody, when they see him come out there, they know his role. He know his role. My role is to go out there and knock somebody in the damn mouth today. Kyle, you catch your balls. Everybody else, y'all catch your balls. Y'all get your yards. But I'm going to go out here and knock somebody in the mouth. Linebackers, be well. Safeties, be well. You're about to get knocked in the mouth by John Fitzpatrick for seven. For how many games we playing now? Seventeen. Seventeen. For yes, seventeen sir. games, 
you about to get knocked in the mouth by John Fitzpatrick. I think he going to win that, that number two tight end spot. I think he going to win it over some pretty good serviceable tight ends and headset and uh uh well uh, what's the uh, Fitz uh, yeah Fisker. Fisker. Those guys are very serviceable and they are very proven in this league. And I believe John Fitzpatrick in training camp is going to win the number two tight end position over the old two guys. That's off of the heart that I seen this guy play with. This dude is nasty, y'all. Smash mouth. I'm telling you, it's about to go down in training camp. I'm I'm going to piggyback off of that and go with my man. I've been talking about all, all offseason long, Tyler Algier. The human track, the human tractor. Right along with John Fitzpatrick knocking people in the mouth, Tyler L. you're gonna run him over and stomp on him and keep going <laughs> and carry two more on his back and drop him off when he get done. That dude <laughs> is a monster. He's got good vision and he's got good awareness. You know what I'm saying? You give him the ball, he gonna find the hole. And if you jump in his way, he gonna run you over or carry you with him. <laughs> Period. Smash he, got him out. he got he got a chip on his shoulder, and it's like he thrives off of it. You don't see him running away from no kind of contact, none. And he don't care who is in his way; he gonna make an example out of it. I believe he gonna show out. And I mean, show out in the most disrespectful way. Like I said, go back and look at his film. He's a beast. And he and 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 once he get done, he ain't like he tired. He going right back at it. So mm-hmm. he hungry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who you got, Lock? I was um thinking the same person you were talking about. Algier. Um, I was looking at his highlights the other day. I was, it was like cease to amaze me, man. I was, <laughs> I was surprised. It's like a baby of beast mode, but pretty much. Um, it ain't too much to really say. I just, I'm on Night Rider right now. How he be saying he need to see. I don't see what all I can see. I just want him to translate that to the from the college level to the you know professional level, and shit. We got something going with that one. Um, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. Like I'm so I'm I'm so pumped and so excited about you know our season starting and shoot as soon as um training um training camp opened up, man. I'm gonna try to get out there, man, to see these guys for sure. Who you got, um, Ant? Well, I was gonna say Tyler Algier too. I'm telling well, you, I'm gonna I'm take it on the uh, defensive side. I'm gonna okay. say uh AK forty seven. Okay. Yes, sir. He's gonna be a beast. Now so since we finally got some help up front. Him and uh and Grady, they're gonna wreak havoc on, on these offenses, man. I'm telling you. He, I I I'm gonna just say I think he's gonna have ten plus sacks this year. Mm. You can, uh, you can, you can bookmark it. You can, you can quote me. I don't care. I don't mm. care. Look, I, I stand on my word. <laughs> Mark it right now. <laughs> Ten plus sacks. Twelve, baby. Twelve. Ten plus sacks. Twelve. 
the, the man is cerebral. The man is cerebral. This is what people got to pay attention to. This man been studying the playbook all offseason. All offseason. Like, he he has been studying the playbook all offseason. Here we got, like, Noah. Noah said, most productive running back in college last year, my favorite play from him was hustling at the intro and punch the ball and let the offense recover it. He's got more heart than you remember. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And you're right, Noah. That was Philly. My bad. Y'all got to correct me. So that was Philly we were playing in that game. Go ahead, all one. Okay. Let's give a shout out to our boy, man, Los in the building. What up, Los? Los. But yeah, but yeah, anytime you hear a player that has that IQ, that football IQ, and he's studying the playbook, that means he's learning how to be efficient at what he does best. Period. And those turn out to be some of the most dangerous players because he's going to be able to, how you say, read offenses to see where the holes are. And he's going to be able to attack and, and get after the quarterback. And that's the presence that we were missing. But what? who, who you got, Coach? Okay. I'm going for the work of the year. Offensive work of the year. It's going to be Drake. I see him as an offensive rookie of the year this year. That's a high take. That's no, a high take, Coach. I, <laughs> I think he's one of the best offensive players that was drafted this year in his first round this year. Yes, Just sir. Look at, look at it. If he played all uh, 12, 13 games he played last year, he probably had another 200 yards on that after. You know, mm-hmm. So he missed those two games because of the injuries. I don't think nobody can be able to stop him. <laughs> I hate to say this, but I don't think <laughs> if he gets the ball, he's guaranteed to get ten yards every every time he touches the ball. Yep. Especially on these limited DBs that we have, they don't want to tackle. They're gonna try to take his legs out, but they're not gonna want to tackle. They got to make that business decision, just like run, just like tackling the running back. They got to make a business decision on this. So, <laughs> but um, that's my that's my guy, man. He's I think he's gonna be the rookie of the year this year. Awesome rookie of the year. And, and, and see. What y'all not what's what what y'all not picking up on what co- coach is saying too is don't think they just gonna put him out there all by himself. Yeah. You're gonna have to make an executive decision because there's gonna he they Arthur Smith gonna put some more boys out there so where you now you gotta you get you still gonna have to pick your poison. You're going to have to pick your poison. It ain't gonna be no uh basically y'all gonna get pits and then y'all gonna bracket him and then that's not. Nah. It's not. It's not gonna happen. They they're gonna make you think. They're gonna make you work for that. Um, they're gonna make you work to stop them, and that's what's important. Yeah, coach made a point a while ago about how don't be surprised if Mariota end up being one of the most accurate quarterbacks this season mm-hmm. because of the wins the wingspan that these receivers tight ends have. Right. Big bodies make big targets. Right. And when you got a running game that's that's reliable, it's even easier to get it to them big targets because guess what? They, they hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. I.e. John, Fitz, John Fitzpatrick, Kyle Pitts going up on a post or something like that. And John Fitzpatrick said, yep, I went up the scene. 20 yarder. Think about the screens they can run with these guys, man. Oh my god, it's a wall with the blocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my 
Six foot three, six foot four, six foot seven, cross right. the line, and you ain't got to thread the needle. You ain't got to thread the needle. Just so as up. you so as you play, your accuracy gonna increase mm -hmm. because who is gonna be able to literally? You're gonna have to have a cornerback or a safety to jump over the top of them before they That's get off the ground in order face. for them in <laughs> order for them to even try to stop the pass, which is in most cases will end up being a, a, a passing interference. Holding. Yeah. <laughs> so what you gonna do with that? Cause you, cause it, cause you try to hold their arms down, they gonna call that. And then, and then in, in, in Pitt's case, you you hold one arm down, then you ain't doing nothing. He just gonna throw the other one up, and do one ain't catch. No, we seen that already last year. Hey. They gonna be out there giving hugs. They gonna be out there giving out hugs. <laughs> they'll be catching the ball. They'll be hugging them around their chest like this ain't fair. And it ain't. I love it. Interesting. But let's let's go to this one right here because I know I know Ant probably gonna have a uh, Ant gonna have a, a field day with this one. I know I know Mad Mike would. Uh oh. Mm. Oh boy. Oh my God. I, 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 I always showed I always showed up because of my name. Look, look I told y'all, like Danny man, all I need is magic burger. That's it. Look, look, look I, I'm about to read it. I'm glad you're here, Mike. Oh, Keith Johnson says the Falcons made a mistake in letting go of Matt Ryan. You punk motherfucker. You punk motherfucker. <laughs> I just cut. I, I came to the conclusion that people just like me angry. That this like this. This is the reason they just like people to be angry. So I'm just gonna embrace it, okay? Just like you embrace that sorry sack of shit, uh, head coach. John Gruden, right? Mm -hmm. He loved that man. <laughs> this man, this, look, this man got rid of. Let, 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 let me let me let me just let me just say this real quick because this is what we're talking about. I literally ran it about this yesterday. Y'all do all this nut sucking. Y'all did not give this man any type of respect for 14 magical years. 14 years. Who the hell quarterback has ever thrown a touchdown on their first pass? First pass, bro. Nobody. That's that. Right? Nobody. I don't remember ever seeing that. Ever. No. Nope. So nope. it's, it's not many players. Who have made a magical like look? Jeff Rancourt hit a home run. All right, I think Jason, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Hayward uh, yeah. yeah. did the same thing. So yeah. it's, it's like you see these magical moments all the time. But Matt Ryan, year after year after year after year, this guy's done nothing but mag had magical moments. So my issue is not with the fact that he's saying that Matt Ryan is and we made a mistake getting rid of him but bitch what was his energy the whole foot for 14 years 
Y'all wait till his 15th, 14th year to start saying, uh, maybe he is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. What, what is, are you guys prejudiced against people from the South? Because that's what it seems like. Yep. Anybody that has anything to do with the South, we got a problem. And like I said, and like Andre said, Andre said, right? The South got something to say. We've been here. We got right. two championships. Bitch, we got two right. fucking championships in one year. The, the South got something to say. So whether y'all like it or not, look, y'all, y'all look. Say it again, it 3K. Say it again. Look, That's right, it. Look, I, I, I said, all. Oh, look, we got two champions. All right, two champions in one state. What's the hate for? Two champions. In one year, bro. What are, what are uh, we talking about? I, I, I think it's this it's 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 a twofold, and I'm just hear me out. Number mm-hmm. one, you noticed they started to give Matt Ryan his props when he was on Indy. Why? Because they knew he had something to work with in Indy. The reason and I this is just my personal opinion. I believe number one, they say we made a mistake with Matt Ryan because they see now what Arthur Smith has built, Terry Fontenot has built in terms of offense and defense. See, that's the, that's one of the reasons why. Because as long as we had deficiencies, serious deficiencies on offense and defense, they were saying, oh, everything was his fault. Oh, he wasn't cutting it. Oh, he wasn't doing this. He wasn't doing that. And now they're looking at the fact that, oh, y'all have answered some of the issues that made him have to work as hard. Now y'all shouldn't have got rid of him. Number two, they they failed to realize was that we had a cap situation. And, I, and I, Mike, and I believe you mentioned this, if we hadn't have let go of Matt Ryan, we wouldn't have been able to pay these players. Sure wouldn't. <laughs> so to me, it's like, oh, now they got receivers. Oh, now they got running backs. Oh, now they got pass rush. Oh, now they got linemen. They shouldn't have let go of Matt Ryan. It's a, it's a transition. Without letting go of Matt Ryan, the team that you look at right now that they're building would not be. Wouldn't be it would only be at 40%. And then y'all would still have a problem because y'all were saying, well, he needs to go. Can't have, can't have both ways. I'm right. sorry. Right. You didn't want him here when he was here because he wasn't a human highlight. But now because he was consistent at being a great player, now that we got all, we got weapons on offense and we, we got a semblance of a, of, of a more balanced team, now all of a sudden y'all shouldn't have let him go. I mean, make your mind up, which is. But, but see, that show you how much of a half-assed job Keyshawn Johnson does as an analyst. Yep. <laughs> because we can't make the moves we make with Matt Ryan's contract looming over the, the franchise's head. Bingo. Yep. We can't make the moves we have to make to get this team built the way Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot are envisioning it. Right. It's in there. So, if, Quinn Torres and, if Quinn Torres and, and, and Kyle Ridley would decide they still wanted to be a team – a, a, a good teammate, maybe we could have done a better job of, of building the team around Matt Ryan. But those guys mm-hmm. 
poured themselves so, out. They didn't want to play team ball. Then we talking about the Matt Ryan. So it's, it was a whole list of things that went down before we even got to that point. All right. That's right. the whole issue. It was a it's whole issue. Me. If Quinn Flores, if he was a me, team, me, me. Been a if he was a better me. person, mate, the Falcons would have been able to make moves. All right. But Quinn Torres took his $60 million to Tennessee, and now he's sitting on the sidelines begging for a sandwich, okay? Right. <laughs> and, and Keyshawn, Keyshawn, is, Keyshawn is, 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 in my opinion, clueless and biased at the same time because here's, here's the deal. You and Max Kellerman won, won covering the Falcons. Y'all been on Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and – uh, Patrick Mahomes nutsack for the last nine months. Every time I turned on that show, that's all y'all was talking about. Now all of a sudden, Matt Ryan go to Indy. Now y'all the y'all the gleaming experts. Fuck out of here with that. Don't forget about the cowboy opponent. They right. ride their cat. They ride their cowboy opponent like they at the get like they at the Alamo. Oh, Standing that, on the sideline, cheerleading. That's America's team right there. Y'all ain't know. It don't matter how sorry them niggas is. Excuse me. Look, look. They hype this team up every single year. Every single year. And oh, what do yeah. they do? What do they do in the playoffs? I can guarantee every you. Time. Every you time. you go on the show. It never fails. I can guarantee you right now, if you go on the show, if you look at any of the shows they had in the past nine months, them five, them four names I came up with gonna come out of their mouth for the for eighty percent of the show. Still there today. <laughs> and only thing they managed yeah. to get out, they managed to squeeze out was when we took Drake London. And then even when we took Drake London, they had their quote unquote reservations. That's it. They had they said two words about Mariota, and it was quote unquote. We don't know if he's gonna stay healthy. We didn't ask you that. Now you talking about AJ? All right. You gotta stop the time fooling. Period. And then what'll happen is they'll pick apart. When we start winning, they'll pick apart. Bits and pieces. Oh, I knew such and such was going to be a good play. No, you didn't. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. the Falcons are in the playoffs. Really? Believe it now, bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 we here. We here now. I don't, I don't take too much stock in the Keyshawn Johnson. I just I, I, I just need him to sit back and, and continue being a good boy for Max Kellerman. And yeah, I said, Ooh, we won. <laughs> Hot take right there. Truth hurts. trying to spar some shit. Truth hurts. <laughs> Sorry to be the one to tell you. Hey. <laughs> If it's too hot for you in the kitchen, can you <laughs> hey, don't take that stove, baby. <laughs> I, I, hey, I said it because I'm like Mike. I'm tired of people trashing the team. You don't bring any facts. You're not trying to look up facts. You're not looking at film. All you're doing is interjecting opinions, and then 60 percent of the time, you're not even talking about the team. Every time you give a take, you can take something positive 
and take the most negative part of it, and that's what y'all pushing. Like, hey, what? What you was just saying about Keyshawn? The only thing he need to do is just sit back and keep throwing John Gruden under the bus. That's all he can do. Look, look, yeah, Keyshawn, Keyshawn need to be continue being continue being a good analyst for Max Kellerman. That's all he need to do. That's all he can do. That's all he need to do. <laughs> oh, you you talk about oh you want to talk about Jerry though? No, I can't wait to see the look on Brian McFadden's face. <laughs> when the Falcons start winning, okay, boy, he 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 won one. He ain't giving us no kind of love. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm letting y'all know. CBS Sports, Brian McFadden, y'all look him up. Yep. I know up when the Falcons start reeling out these wins, I'm I'm be on him. I'm be on him like white on right. I'm be on him like flies on shit. You were saying? You were saying? <laughs> you were saying? I hope, on, I hope, I, look, I hope Simp Bayless got enough glue for that two pair of his, too. Hey, 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 we, can't, we can't do skill like that, though. Let me tell you, skip, skip cool guy, man. Hey, man. Hey, 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 look, bro. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. Skip that, my boy. Skill, skill. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. He, every time you talk about Brady, he got on his tutu. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm. Oh yeah, he does now. He will do that. So, yeah. but we got to call that man whole name, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah he he'll twerk for Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> All day. He said twerk. <laughs> <laughs> he'll twerk for Tom Brady. <laughs> he said twerk. <laughs> you can see, look, look. You can see it on Shannon's face every time he say something. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a half. That's a half-ass job as an analyst for you to make a comment. That was a mistake by the Falcons to let go of Matt Ryan. Tell us how. How how can we spend what we need to spend with Matt Ryan? Still but he didn't a looming contract. They didn't say anything when Tom Brady left it. No, <laughs> not at all. That's what I'm saying. They're singing, dance with Tom Brady. <laughs> that's crazy. Ain't no oh, damn sense. The only the only thing. The only thing he gonna come up with is, um, and I'm telling you, it's gonna be based. And I guarantee you, if he if he was to answer it, it would be based on who we got on the team right now. I guarantee you that, because if it had been last year and we had to make no moves, Matt Ryan, they'd have been. It's good. Matt Ryan should have left. Matt Ryan should have left Atlanta Falcons until we got Drake London. Until right. we got, you know, what I'm saying all these other players. Until we got Alden Tate. Until we got Tyler Algier. He should he should have left. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, you know the Falcons did Matt Ryan good until we started getting players and making moves question and building a team." Everybody. Question for everybody: This is for everybody. I think we're going into it. So, this is the question that I have for a lot of people, and and that's something that I was wrestling with throughout the entire season: is when is it a good time to move on for Matt Ryan? That's the question. Are we going to wait till Matt Ryan is no longer he can no longer walk or wait to, you know, we lose Terrell, we lose Grady Jarrett, we lose Debo, we lose Jake Matthews, we lose uh, we, we still have a young Chris Vestrum and then we got to build over from the very beginning or we just, you know, like at, at this point I came to the conclusion as a huge Matt Ryan fan. All right, I got him second all time behind uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is my go. Oh yeah. So 
Oh, we yeah. talk about when mm-hmm. is it a good time, and that's something that I had. A, I had to have a one on one with myself because I almost damn cried. Like I just almost cried. No, this real shit. Matt Ryan. Hey. When we just when we, when we said that Matt Ryan has been traded, bro, I had tears in my eyes because I knew mm-hmm. since I was a little boy, a little kid, teenager watching Matt Ryan, I was mm-hmm. like, man, my, mm-hmm. my childhood hero. Oh, he's no longer hey, so me personally. I had to have I would just let him walk. I would just let the contract run out and then let him walk. The only reason why he we all know the only reason why he got traded because they tried to go for the Sean Watson. They pretty much pissed in the well and made try to make him drink it. That shit we I when 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 I seen they tried to get the Sean Watson, I was like, man, they finna trade Matt Ryan. Well and you know what this though? Is, this is the question I got. I got the question for that. What do, what good does that do for us? We get right. Nothing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> Shit. And that's that's the reason why I don't believe that happened. That's the reason why I did I didn't believe that happened from the very beginning. I think it was. I, I, and I'll say this over to over and over and over again. If they wanted this John Watson, they they could have easily. Got they yeah, they could have got him, but look. Cleveland throwed all that money. You know we ain't had that kind of money. But I know what Mike. I know what Mike was saying because I heard him talk on one of his uh, videos. Yeah, he they was trying to force those other teams in the division to yeah. get the shun. Right. Yeah. And it kind of played the wrong way. I don't think they wanted to get the shun Watson really. I think it was a ploy. They just did that to keep him from going to the Saints. Well, now no, they the wanted him to go to the Saints probably. The, the, the thing, the thing big, is. Would have killed the salary cap for years to come, man. Yeah. Exactly. The, but see, the thing is, the, the thing is, it was, in my opinion, it was it was time for him to move on anyway, because when you look at the type of per- person Arthur Smith is and where he came from, whatever, he came from a run heavy team. He came from he was came from a run heavy offense. Matt Ryan was superb at passing. He wasn't. He he was. He wasn't a scrambling quarterback. He wasn't a running quarterback. But he was a. He he was an elite, uh, competent quarterback, and he was able to. He was able to adjust for the team that he had. We had 14 years of that kind of culture, and yep. I remember Mike and him saying it earlier. Was the culture is changing? They're trying to get back to that grid iron type football. And honestly, Matt Ryan did not fit that mold because what they wanted to do was have a more unpredictable or more flexible offense. Matt Ryan is great. I don't take nothing from him. He's a Hall of Famer, but he just did not. He, he didn't. He no longer fit the mold that they were trying to create. And it was better to let him go while he still had gas in the tank, whether we were upset about it or not. Cause I wasn't happy either. I was like, "Dang, they just they just let the man go." But you had to look at outside looking in. What are they trying to build? And now that we see what they're building, it makes sense. It makes sense. Oh, they yeah. all mad at. Oh, they all mad about that trade. Like, damn, you only worth a third round pick, really? Yeah, that that's what my issue was. Didn't get oh, enough for him. Yeah, they, they somebody would have exactly exactly That's all you can get for. That's when the situation because yeah, it was yeah. so late in the game, you know. It was just, That's all you know. Go ahead, I was saying, think about that. They got that because now he was ain't gonna say it was uh, bad, good. It was like he had to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. They won't just let him go. 
If they let him go, he, he, they would have got nothing to deal. So a third round pick was actually a good pick, I say, for the situation they was in. Because if they would let him go or cut him, whatever, you know, he's still losing money, but then you get nothing for the deal. He so, probably would have landed somewhere else. Yeah, the thing is, he wanted to be he if he was going to be gone, he wanted to be in Indianapolis. And because he, he oh yeah, because yeah, he done express that to to blank, because he done express that to fought no them. See Arthur Blank, that's his boy. So yeah. he gonna look after Matt. If Matt not gonna be here, then I'm gonna at least look out for his best for what I think his best interests are. So I think what it was was Arthur was went and told the front went and told everybody else, like, hey, that's where you wanna go. What can't that's all you can get? That's what we take it. Yeah, because he was the most he was one of the players out of all of the ones that didn't screw Arthur Blank over. The man was honorable all the way to the end. So it oh, only yeah. makes sense to get that man the right to go where he wanted to go so he could be continue to be great. Oh yeah. Because Matt Ryan gave up million, Matt Ryan gave up money and himself to help keep this team together. Yeah. Well, I don't think he gave him money. He just kept extended. He, yeah, he made yeah, he, $13 million. Yeah, well, he he sacrificed his own personal interest to make sure that the team was able to do what they was able to do. Yeah. And that right there, Arthur Blank had to had to honor that. You know, Lloyd Donnelly says, get ready for ugly football sex and stuff. Yes, sir. <laughs> Look, hey, man, I, I like that kind of talk, bro. I, I like it. that kind of talk, I love, it. I love, it. I love it. Because it's going to be smash mouth football, y'all. Oh, yeah. Man, it's going to be like smash mouth. All that pretty shit can go out the window. It's why I'm going to be tuning in every Sunday. On a Thursday and on a Saturday and maybe on a Monday, I will be tuning in every single week to watch somebody get smacked in the mouth by the Falcons because they ain't mm-hmm. seen it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, look. Okay, I, I, I made this point uh, a few like a, a while ago. <clears throat> Remember those Rex Ryan teams when he was in New York with uh, with the Jets? Yeah. <clears throat> hit you in the mouth on defense, ground and pound on offense. That's, oh, yeah. that's what it's going to be now. That's, he, that's the, the only thing with Rex Ryan, it was a lot of controversy with him. But yeah. he, he really wanted to hire Rex Ryan and those, one of the, those style defense. That's why I say when you look at Arthur Smith, Arthur, Arthur Blank, He's a guy that he's a defensive guy first. He's a fan of defense first and foremost. All right. He doesn't like all this prissy football. That's what if you go back and um look at the Falcons, one of the things that he wanted was a defense. You hire mm-hmm. a defense uh a general manager, Rich McKay. Rich McKay was a defense, like he he builds defense, but he builds balanced teams. That's what he's always been. That's why I say we're gonna expand on that topic. On, on Wednesday on Heavy Hills, because when you look at this team, all the moves are exactly the same. We're going back to what Falcons football are. We, it's going back from the 60s and 70s. We have been a defensive run first t- type of team. We've never been prissy like that. Even when we was running shoot, we still had um, 
guy like Broussard, we had uh, Craig, I had Haywood. We always had tough running backs. We've never not ran the ball with this with this team. So at the end of the day, <laughs> I tell people, yeah, we had Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan was a he was one of those blip on the radar. I was like, uh, all right, you see in the Matrix, he's a fucking Neo. That's what he is. He was yep. Neo. He was the chosen yep. one. You don't get too many Neos, okay? You're not gonna no. see a you're not gonna see another Neo. You will never ever see another Matt Ryan again, ever for this franchise. I'm telling you right now, you will never see that ever. But we're going back to what we are. We are the dirty birds. All right, it's Dirty Bird Thursday. We're going back to hitting you in your mouth, playing tough, sound defense. That's what we are. And Arthur's taking us back to our roots. We forgot our always had a run game. You're right about that. <laughs> always, I mean, always had heavy backs. Always I mean, had heavy backs. We were feared. We were feared for our running game. People did not want to see the Falcons running game because the one thing coaches used to know, if they get that running game going, they're hard to stop. And we will run teams into the ground. We wasn't passing 40, 50 times a game. Passing was always optional. That's what that's what made people like Jamal Anderson such, you know, and, and, and prime time. That's what made them such explosive players. That ground and pound game was what, what we did. And that, honestly, like you said, Mike, that was our identity. So we we weren't flat, we weren't flashy. We just got it done. Mm-hmm. Contisha, um, yeah, yeah. who do y'all think? Uh, who do you? Who do y'all think was the bad energy in the locker room? Because they seem so much closer now. Teams seem like they like each other. Oh, uh, oh again. Huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I if I'm being real, if I'm being either. real, y'all, I don't think it was bad energy in the locker room. The bad mm-hmm. energy that would have been there. Said he said he 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 didn't like the thoughts that was in his head, so he went and got some help. Calvin Ridley, I'm I'm gonna say there right now. There's no divas in the locker room. If you're gonna talk about energy, there's no divas in the locker room. Everybody, everybody got a point to prove. Everybody knows that their job is is on the line. Everybody wants to be here, and everybody is happy. To put in work, I think it's a little different than that. I think it's more that they got to be more accountable for for themselves now because yeah, mm. with that there was no accountability there, right? Mm. They Body do, system. It's all about the accountability now. So you got to be more focused and more disciplined now than mm. you were before. So I think mm. it's more about the, not having no discipline oh, in that locker room. Right That's what it was. Now, now touch on, now touch on that. No more yeah. soft serve. Now speak. Now speak on that, Cole. Now, cause let's get ahead. real specific. Now, let's be real yeah. specific. We got guys no that don't think serve. they need to practice like everybody else. Right, 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 right. That's, 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 we got we got guys we got guys that want to go practice and train with everybody else outside of their own teammates. Calvin Ridley. So when you when your number one. And your number two receiver, both heads is other places. Over there the running routes room, in the backyard. 
they they rather run, what you say, Warren. They rather want they rather run routes in the backyard. Yeah, run yeah, routes in the backyard at the Uncle Cookout. <laughs> Look, uh, let, let me say this because I like again, man. I don't think Julio was a problem. I don't think Calvin was a problem. I don't think any other players were the problem. And this is what Coach is saying. The problem is. When you have leadership, who allow, uh, uh, yep. you know, you got your, it's like a, a kid at home. If you got a kid, a two-year-old kid, that two-year-old kid going to do two-year-old kid stuff. Players going to do player stuff. They're going to have a certain mentality. But when your ownership, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say ownership, but when you got your coaches and your GMs, they allow a lax type of, uh, 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 you know, atmosphere on it. Julio going to do what Julio does. Players are going to do what they do. They, they're they going to – look, let's just be real. If if, if they're going to sit around at, at work and then, in fact, hey, y'all just work an hour and, and that's about a bit. I'm going to give y'all full play. Y'all motherfuckers going to work for an hour and you're going to be good. So you're going you, to be cool with that. So that's the whole issue. I don't think Julio was a bad guy. I don't think Julio wanted to use us. I don't think Calvin really wanted to use us. But when you got ownership that not holding these guys accountable and doesn't it, like right now, they they are holding guys accountable for that. At, like they're holding a standard. We are no longer are going to give you anything. You're gonna have to earn it. You're gonna have to practice. So that's the issue. I don't think Julio was a bad guy. I don't think Calvary was a bad guy. They were just doing what they was allowed to do. Yeah, neither one of them bad guys. I'm a, I'm a big Julio fan, and I think really one of the most talented receivers we probably will put our eyes on with the footwork, with the way he got control over that footwork, running them routes. Mm-hmm. But, that, but, but like you're saying, you have to put a hand on these guys. Neither one of them guys is a prima donna. By 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 a long shot, neither one of them is divas by a long shot. But now that you got a you you got a group, you got a team, you got mm-hmm. guys trying to make the team. You got guys fighting for position. We had mm-hmm. first of all, we we went along for a long time, uh, with a team that was mm, okay. They could win seven, nine, ten games. Squeak, make their way into the playoffs. Probably make a little noise. Probably upset some folks. We had that t- that kind of team for a long time. See, now we're in a position where, like you saying, it's gonna, ha- it's just naturally going to happen. These guys want to fight for for a position on this team. Mm-hmm. So holding them accountable is a lot easier because it's mm-hmm. like, hey, we ain't got time for the bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you're establishing a culture of, of, of winners and leaders because then that translates so that any players that come in the next season knows that this is not this is not the operation to be playing with. You're going to come in here, you're going to put in your work, mm-hmm. and you're going to be all about the team. No mm-hmm. one person is going to be bigger than the team. And the accountability, accountability keeps them disciplined so that out on the field, they give their all all the time because they know – if you screw up, ain't gonna be no pat on the back when you get to the sideline. Yep. Right. Ain't gonna be yeah, no well get him next time, Tiger. None look, of that. Yeah, so let, me, let me ask y'all this. When a kid has no home training, who's more at fault? The kid <laughs> or the parent? Parent. 
Right, the parrot. That's why yeah, I that's all he's saying. Now, don't get it's me wrong. I was upset. Look, I, I was mad as hell when Julio pulled what he pulled, and I, I like, I still don't believe in that yeah. really. But at the end of the yeah. day, still got to hold the leadership, which is the GM yeah. exactly. and, 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 and the coaches. The coaches. What people keep yeah. keep forgetting. All the coaches, coaches are. Yeah. You allow in charge of that. They're supposed to put the, the keep the guys in check. It's not Arthur Blank's job to make sure the players are doing what they're supposed to do. All right. right. His job is to trust his coaches, trust his GM. That's their job. And when they're not doing their job, then he got to make the necessary move. So it, this is why I have no issue with what Arthur Blank everybody he, he created this. No, he didn't. What happened was them coaches they got way too lax. They got complacent. The same thing these Falcons fans got. They 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 got complacent. They thought they all right. We we the Falcons man. We had one of the greatest offenses of all time. We 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 that. We on the we on the level of the Patriots. We on the level of the Steelers. No, we're not. Why? Because one thing about the uh, Patriots and the Steelers organization, they coaches hold each other accountable. They are always on the same page, and that's one of the issues that Falcons have had. In quite some time, man, as you don't have the coaches, um, Dairy Queen, as we all know, um, <laughs> I, I just don't think he was, ne- I don't think he was ever qualified for that position, man. He's a he's he's a guy that's a player coach. I, I, I squealed and I screamed when I uh, heard they say he was a a, a a player's coach. Anytime I hear player coach, I just I, I don't I don't like it because I already know what is it. Gonna have a bunch of prima donna. He got caught up. He got caught up in the hype and the slogan versus actually building a culture of responsibility. Mm-hmm. He was all uh, he he was he was too busy worried about the rah rah session. Yep. And he figured because when you got to lead grown men, you can't lead grown men with no rah rah session. That ain't gonna work. Nope. Because they're mm-hmm. grown men facing other grown men. They ain't grown men facing kids or grown men facing teenagers. They facing grown men that's trying to push them against their will. That rah-rah session don't do nothing when you're on the field. 300-pound man is <laughs> hitting you like a rag dog. You forget all about that when, when you're on the sideline hurting and, and pissed off that you lost. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And when somebody holds you to the task and you know, put it like this, you would rather knock somebody's block off then they have to deal with your coach on the sideline. That's the kind of culture that we get. Because mm-hmm. back in the the eight, back in the seventies and eighties, them players was afraid of their coach. You ain't coming off that field talking about, well, coach, I did the best. Nah, you getting cussed out, and then you gonna get right back out there and do what you supposed to do. Yeah. They will get rid of you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, you, real you, quick, yeah. before we get into them questions, you hit a grown man in his pockets, right? And that's how that's you so keep true. them in place. You don't right. want to come to practice twenty thousand dollar fine. There you go. That's you it. don't want to show up on time for 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 dress rehearsal. Twenty thousand dollar oh, fine. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. you, you got to hit a grown man in their pockets. See, Arthur want to win. Arthur right. tired. Of, Arthur tired of walking down on that field thinking that we got a game in the bag just to be go. disappointed later. <laughs> right. He tired of that shit. Hell, we tired of that shit. I'm tired of that shit. He ain't look. <laughs> and he look. He ain't getting no younger. <laughs> no. You know, no younger. 
He's leaning over a little bit more now. That's yeah, right. I see. Yeah, and he used to come right. down there by himself. Now he bring his wife with him. Yeah, yeah. Now, he bring, now he bring his wife down there to defeat. Yeah, because he's looking like a Facebook elf. He bent over like how many more times I gotta come down here, and hang my head in person. <laughs> also, I ain't gonna keep coming down here hanging my goddamn head. Y'all finna win. I'm finna pull somebody out here that wanna win. But let me ask you guys a question. Oh, yeah. Just think about Arthur Smith, right? Look who his family is, guys. This guy don't know about losing. Look who his family is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you think about it. It ain't about the money for him. You know, so this guy's he's serious about his craft. For the love of the game. You know, so. Yeah. It's for the love of the game. He let you know day one. I ain't coming there. Look, I'm not. I'm not riding on my daddy's coattails. Yeah, I know he he got money. I'm down here because I'm a I'm a football player that become a head coach, and I want to win games. And I know how to win. That man can stay on the beach for the rest of his life. Rest his life. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Hey, it ain't about the money. He want to win. Hey, I ain't got to deliver now, pack. He just sit out there. Right, right. As long as all them people keep going at Home Depot, he good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. People she buying tools, everybody ordering stuff on Amazon. The Fed, they show up on delivery. Do y'all not understand? Every time they make a Marvel movie, Arthur Blank get paid. Every time they show a Home Depot commercial, he get paid. Every yep. time FedEx show up, Arthur, Arthur Smith's dad get paid. Neither one of them hurting for money. Man, they, they try to win, bro. I don't think people yeah. realize that. Yeah, exactly. But Mucho Grundy asks, at which position as a collective do we uh, have concerns? Offensive oh, uh, line? That's me. I, yeah, I think we all going to say offensive line, uh, Mucho. But then again... Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'll, I'll I'll say let's wait and see what develops. Yeah, because and that's that's the easy way out. It's it's a bully mentality, man. Like the offensive line, we we got to start with picking up the offensive line. When, look, I keep I don't know why people are not getting this. Who were our wide receivers? Who the hell was our running back? We had a fucking the wide receiver and our running back. The Oompa Loompas. Yeah, Oompa Loompas. <laughs> the B fair, Mike. The B fair, Mike. But to be fair, his his question is, which position collective do we have? The, well, he didn't put most concerns. See, that, that I, I, I thought it said yeah, most concerns. But. Even the concern, look, I, look, how can you say – that we have a concern with an offensive line when we don't even know who the hell our wide receiver, how good our wide receivers are going to be. We have we can yeah. sit up here and say that Drake Lund is going to be a first round pick, but we don't we haven't seen him on the field. We can right. say that uh, uh, Kyle Pitts is going to take it to the next level, but we still got to see it. I think he's can he can be that, but we haven't right. seen it yet. And that, that's yeah. the issue that I have. We have all these weapons. The only Surefire, like the only guy that you can say on this offense is really two guys. And like I said, even with uh, even with Kyle Pitts, it's still up in the air how good he can be. The only surefire guy is Cordero Patterson. Right. That's it. 
That is the only person that's shown us that he can consistently make plays. Consistently. So that's the issue that I have. Like I like I said, I understand the offensive line, but when you got Oompa Loompas at wide receiver, bro, we got Christian Bright. We had damn we we, we had Bro, come on, man. We got Mike Tiptoe. Not don't want to touch the Mm-mm. look. I was about to say something. About to get yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want to touch the cat. He didn't even want to yeah. touch the cat. Yeah, yeah. So how, that, that... Like, how? What the offensive line gonna do? They ain't got nobody. Julio wasn't there. Cavarini wasn't there. Who the hell right. they working for? Right. That's why I said. That's why I said. Wait and see, because it's more of a. It's more of a development. It's more of a, a developing type situation, because we can. You can have all the expectations in the world for a player, but until you see them actually do what they do, because it's it's still going to be a learning curve for everybody. Because you can practice all you want to, but until you face with the actual game, that's when you start seeing who's going to show up. That's when you, that's when you're going to see who's going to show up. Because remember, last year we we had Cordero Patterson, but we didn't expect him to do what he did. He showed up as he played the game. And then people took notice. Running into each other, bro. I was running into each other the whole game. We had wide receivers out there running into each other. How embarrassing is that? Mm. And we expect our offensive line to be good. Running right. crossing routes. <laughs> double crossing routes. Crossing routes. I'm not trying to – please forgive me if it sounds like I'm trying to disregard the outfitters, but, bro, we had wide – just just go back to that Patriots game. If you got the guts to go back and watch that Patriots game, go watch the wide receiver. Oh, hey, boy, boy, that was one of the toughest to watch, boy. painful. Hell, pain. the line still gave up a lot of pressure, y'all. Yeah, well, they gave up a lot of pressures. Yeah, because we that we look like I had to be I had to be the bad bearer of news, but we look like the little league. We just let them on the field. Uh, I look like that motherfucker. Have at it. <laughs> See y'all figure it out. Man, my thing, my whole issue with I was lying, boy. When, when Kayla McGarrett just looked at Matt Ryan after he had got second, just turned around and walked yeah, out. Man. I was like, oh hell no, no, oh, no. Oh lord. Yeah, they got it. <laughs> That motherfucker already got them. Boy, I ready to throw a goddamn egg in his ass that day. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 really TV. That, yeah, that I, I can't. I yeah, I can't take up for that. For some reason, they never like to take right. that the I, I I think what tore for me. I think what tore for me is when Matt Ryan got a hand stepped on. He was standing there bleeding, lady looking around. Like, ain't nobody gonna come out there and see nothing about it. <laughs> right. Hey, like, Matt, time look. He's gonna look at no, me. I think he told him. I think Matt Ryan told him not to call a timeout though. Nah, he could. But I'm saying, ain't nobody look right out there. Get a man some. Throw him some gauze or something. He told he didn't want it though. That's the thing. No, Matt that man, that man, right, man. That, that man, man wiped his hand off. He he looked at his hand. Looked at the sideline, looked at the O line, wiped his hand off, and just said, "Man, just give me the damn ball." Yeah, that's Matt Ryan. He pretty much did Paul Crew. So y'all don't want to do it, damn it, I do it myself. <laughs> right, with the blood. Hell yeah, yeah. Man, you got to say he's one of the toughest quarterbacks to play the game, though. Bro, oh god, oh yeah, I'm in that one game. Because man, I thought his ankle was gone. Uh, he was getting beat up last last year with just straight felonious assault, though. Right. And still getting up. 
and still get up. Well, he, he, let, let's get into this last topic right here. I know it's on everybody's mind and everything. Will the Braves take first place in the National League Series? Winning right now. They, they could. They can. It's just, it's just, you know, they got to go out there and do that. They got to do their thing, though. They have to go into that there. They have to go into that series like, hey, we need to just do what we do. They can't go in there and worry about what the Mets doing. Yeah, man. Yeah. You can't go in there and worry about what the Mets doing. But, but you know, I really wish they could have got at least two of those, those games from the Mets. I'm, I guarantee this. Think about last year. I'm just saying. Think about last year. How many games they lost against the Dodgers when they played the Dodgers? They didn't meet the Dodgers. We had a bad record against the Dodgers last year, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, the good thing is we didn't get swept. Yeah. Yep. yeah see, we, we, we didn't get swept. Because, oh, yeah. if you, because if you notice, the Dodgers, like, it's always one team every year that, that kind of not – I wouldn't say had a Braves number – but they kind of they give us they they give us that that fit. yeah they give us that fit yeah you know what I'm saying because I mean it, it was Dodgers Mets they only gonna give us a fit for a certain amount of time after that Braves gonna Braves gonna get them yeah they, the Mets are gonna Mets. they gonna fall apart at the end. <laughs> these guys can be tired too man they don't play twenty games in 20, 20 days that's that's a lot of games without a break yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I and mean showing traveling. out. Traveling too, yeah. That, I guarantee you this though: the next time the Brave face Max Scherzer, he ain't gonna go out like he did. Yeah, he got luck. Hell no! Hell no! They gonna get he him. ain't gonna go out like he did, boy. Hey, I'll be honest with what Max Scherzer said, and he pitched the jail. You gotta give the man credit what credit do, but he ain't gonna do that shit again. But it's the thing. We got the Nationals four games, including tonight. Right now, it looks like we we about to pull out one. Yeah. Yeah. The Nationals ain't won but one game in the last 12 games. Oh, they bad. Games. They, 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 they Cincinnati Reds bad. And the Mets, the Mets had the Cubs who are just as much of a dumpster fire as the yeah. Nationals are. I think the Mets take care of business with, with the Cubs. I think we take care of business with the Nationals. And I think we we end up taking that number one spot after that Philly series because the Mets have to play the Yankees twice and they got to play Ooh. us again. Ooh. Then they got to go that long. Ooh. Ooh. All right. All right. It comes to it. You know the Mets got to go out to LA and uh, San Diego too. Ooh. Yeah, them dumb, dumb yeah. Yankees gonna give them oh. the business. That's murderous bro oh, right yeah. there. The, the, the good thing is with this with this series, they, 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 these games count as whole games. Huh. Not like they have a game shit when you play somebody else. These whole games, these division games. <laughs> yep, these games mean everything. Oh yeah. Absolutely do. Hey, I'm putting my money on it right now. Ron cool you win the home run derby, man. Oh, he going in there. Oh, hey. I'm saying he, he going he going in there with on a mission, man. Oh yeah, y'all see, see what see. I would like to see him win it, but I think Judge gonna win it. <laughs> Judge ain't in it. He, he's not gonna do it this year. Nah, I think it's obviously is Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, Pete Alonso, Ronald Cunha Jr., Corey Seager. Um, uh, I think uh, what what the, the Ramirez guy from Cleveland. 
He in it. You know, he, he, oh, he, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He in it too. Oh, okay. mm. oh he, he get tired. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> he should have won it a couple years ago, but yeah, he got tired. Yeah, him tired, boss. Yeah, yeah. Acuna going in there on a mission, man. Oh yeah, cause he knew he should have been there last year before he tore his ACL. Yeah. yeah. He was, hey, he was on his way oh, to win the MVP. And Albert Pujols in the two. Oh, why he in there? Oh, his last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Albert Pujols, yeah. Yeah, that's a special injury, yeah. All right, good people. You want to get your questions in. Now it's time to do it. It's the Q&A part of the show. Oh, yeah, man. Don't forget, y'all send them super chats in, man. Y'all skip the line on everybody. Oh, we'll get you right on there. Up through there. Until we get us a question, let me let me reply to Trill's sports game. Getting really back, if he wants to stay and change his attitude, it would definitely make us good to get in the playoffs. Listen, I'm all for a Calvin Ridley with a good head with a with 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 a, with a good head on his shoulders. That done got some rehabilitation. That done got whatever he needed to get to get his mind right. I'm with him because, like we, like we said, he got the talent. It's there. The ability is there. It's about his head space. Is he in the right head space? Yep. See, with, with stuff with Ridley coming back, I mean, I'm not against it. Because you know, what I'm saying he he's a dynamic player, but for him now, he would just have to be put in certain situations. See, yeah. I'm gonna tell you, he's gonna operate. He would operate differently now because the pressure is not on him to be a number two, or excuse me, number one either. Yeah, for that matter, if you gotta think about it, he got he's surrounded by all them big receivers now. Oh yeah. All I think got to do is him put him in the red zone, red zone situation. He's gonna get separation. Cause they gonna be too worried about them big dudes getting the ball. Oh yeah, the running game and him. a running game that they got to pay close attention to. Yeah, him and OZ. Him, people got to pay attention. Him and OZ and this in this system would thrive right now because the pressure's not on them anymore. The pressure's not on them. They're gonna be looking at pitch. They're gonna be looking at tape. They 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 gonna be they gonna be looking at London. They gonna be looking at them big dudes they can't stop. And Arthur Smith was just. Slide really in here, put OZ in here. He, he, he wouldn't have to worry about nothing. So it would be, it would be, it would like, it would be like him being on a team full of maybe five or six Julio Jones. He ain't got to do much. Just plug him in when you need him. Right. Now, the question it's, is, will they, the question is, will he be able to be consistent enough? And take that accountability. Yeah, that's the huge yeah. question. That's the question. That's there the question. That's his ability. There we I'm go. I'm pretty sure he could do it, and I'm pretty sure he would be a good addition, you know, back on the team. But that accountability and Arthur Smith being able to trust him enough to be like, okay, you can, you know, we're gonna put you out there. Let's see what you do. That's where it's going to come down to. Because Arthur got to trust you to put you on the field like that. He just ain't going to yeah. throw you out there. But that's what we say about a good – is he in the right head space? Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. if he in the right head space, he knows that 
he has he has to be a totally different. He has to have a totally different mindset if he's back on anybody's team. Right. Yep. Now, if you having mental issues, and look, my heart's out to you. If you having legitimate mental issues, but if it's just about your mindset, come in with the right mindset. Understand accountability ain't just oh I dropped the ball that's on me. Accountability is am I doing everything I'm supposed to do? Am I doing my job to make sure that this team can be successful? Am I doing my part? Let's so right. Let's let's go ahead and get this question right here from uh, Clintisha F. They were saying that before there were trade talks for Ridley with the Patriots and the Eagles. Who do you think we would have gotten for him uh, if it wasn't for the draft picks? I'm gonna be honest with you. If Ridley had first. done, if 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 Ridley had done what he was supposed to, and they they was able to trade him, oh, we would have got uh, um, first round from the Eagles. No, nah. yeah, it was it was. I think we would have got a first from Philly because you know Philly had three first round picks. Yeah, yeah it was already a done deal. It was a done deal. The Falcons backed out of it because they didn't want to trade him, uh, uh, knowing that he was about to be suspended. So it was a done deal with the Eagles. I think it was going to be for a first and probably some mid round picks, but it was already a a done deal. But the question yeah. is, does the Eagle, do the Eagles still want him after, you know, because I, especially after this year, if you have um, Jalen Hurts, if he performs well without a cap really, and then you're looking at, all right, hmm, maybe we don't need him. With him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the issue. So Calvin really, he may be in the position and the Falcons may be in a position where – you know, he has to he still own his rights. So he's still on his third or fourth. Yeah, I think he's still on his fourth. This is his fifth year. Year. So we yeah. still own his rights. So we'll still have him for another year. And at that point, um, you know, he's on a prove it deal, to be honest. Like he has to prove that he's going to be able to play ball and not catch an attitude because, all right, because you may be the third or fourth or even fifth option on this team right now. I don't think that's going to be the case, but, you know, uh, anything is possible. He's in a position where he's essentially Michael Vick and his value is absolute dog shit. No pun intended. We trade him get something to him. <laughs> right. Something. Hey, can Mark, I interrupt? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh my God, Mike, for real. Right, bro. Oh wow. <laughs> dog, dog house Mike. <laughs> I ain't um, one But I just wanted to say that um AFN has been on a hiatus, as everybody know. Uh, I was getting my health back together as apparently I caught COVID again. No! Yeah. <laughs> this time again? it wasn't that bad. So I'm like, dang. So I appreciate just this crew. If y'all watching at this time of the night for two hours and still wow. hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Y'all dedicated, and I appreciate everybody that's tuned in. Man, these guys are—I'm telling you, 
I was just on the phone uh, with somebody. They was like, man, they sound like they radio. Who is that? They was like, I can, I can talking to you, but I can hear them clearly. I'm like, you know, and he ain't even a Falcons fan. So, hey, hey, he it's said, you know, it's not like it's radio. So, Much appreciated. We we'll appreciate. Think, it. I think. I think. You know. That's our next goal. I want to be like internet radio, um, web radio. You know, something like that. Like I feel like we need to be syndicated somewhere. Like like oh, yeah. ESPN don't give us no love. Uh, probably, we ain't about that deal. You know. So you can go to uh, <laughs> Coach Unchained. You can go to Matt Mike Sports. You know, Jew Talks. We got uh, Just K Styles. We got the AFN. We got some like shoes. They got the heavy hitters, but y'all, I don't know. I got you know, it's dirty clean bird, up. dirty bird. Y'all need a bigger name. Yeah, we the clean. We we, we 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 the home team, Miss Maggie. Okay, the home team. Like okay, okay. Home team. Home team. Okay. Home team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if y'all feeling it in the audience? Y'all make sure y'all share this out. Uh, we're going to get to just, you know, our last little words and thoughts. And then, you know, good show, y'all, for two hours. And I'm I'm enjoying all of it. Hey, like, I'm like, I ain't crack team, right. yet. I'm like, <laughs> hey, y'all know I'm like a crack team for the for my team, bro. I, like, I be saying I'm going to take a day off and then I end up on y'all. Hey, look, he's on here on the show, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I told Tim I, I wasn't going to do a rant today. And here I go. I was like, I'm, I'm taking the day off. And here I go on y'all. So, so <laughs> hey, man, you know this ain't nothing but love over here. We love what we do, man. We love to sit here and chat with you guys, man, because, like, you, you're not going to get this elsewhere. That's the reason why I say you must hit that subscribe button because it really helps. And we need to let the rest of the Falcon fan base understand what's really real because they don't know what's real out here when we got all these snakes and fakes uh, portraying right. themselves to be some real content creator. They don't love us, all right? They don't love them all. All right, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> well, look, let's – first of all, I want to thank, you know, Mad Mike and Miss Maggie T, you know, and we'll thank you fans for, you know, still tuning in. We're going to go ahead and get this last question, and then we're going to get into our uh, final final thoughts. Um, who you fellas think should start at running back, or who do you want to start at running back? I like the rookie, but I think Allison deserves a shot. Got to hold on to the ball, though. Um, Cordell Patterson going to be the start. You kind of, kind of breaking up a little bit. Somebody breaking up, yeah. That's what I'm talking. Oh, okay. Oh, the baseball game. Until we uh until yeah. night ride to come back. <laughs> what you got, Black Bear? Cordell Patterson gonna be the start. He's gonna be the start. Cordell Patterson will get the start. But don't the people don't need to get so caught up in who's starting and who coming off the bench, who who rotating it. Look, it's gonna be a team effort. It's gonna be a team effort. I guarantee you, just because Cordell Patterson is starting, that don't mean he going to see the majority of the handoffs. You, you know what? You make an interesting point because just like we said with Pitts, 
in a lot of situations, I believe uh, he'll start off, and then they'll they'll you know they'll go with they're gonna go with like Algier and what and whatnot. And I, and I believe you know hopefully uh, you know Allison gets his chance to do it because you got to think they're going to go with who commands the most from the defense up front. But you got to look at it too. Arthur Smith could also switch him out to be decoys. And that's that's the thing that you got to pay attention to to get them guys the opportunity to see what they can do, because they already know Pitts is a force to be reckoned with. They already know Cordero Patterson was was damn near unstoppable. So I, I see where you're going yeah. with that. So I'm 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 taking it as they may he may start out that way or he may start out being a decoy to let those other guys eat. Well, think about having Camaro over there with them ants with the swamp folks. Alvin, only the only reason why Evan Kamara got most of the totes towards the latter part of the season. I love the way you say swamp folks. I'm sorry. Say it again. Them ants, them, them swamp people, them swamp folks. <laughs> you know, you know what? We're gonna have a lively year. You got the swamp folks. You got the pampers. I mean, hey. <laughs> Oh, you talking about them? Oh, what I got? Oh, that's why I heard this swamble. Oh, the blue dance. Somebody's breaking up real quick. Yeah, I know these Georgia rules don't like me. <laughs> they couldn't have got a hold of your uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I had to run out of bed. I was like, I had to pick up. I had to pick up some ribs for the family reunion. You know, everybody depending on me to come through with the ribs, man. So I got to, I got to make it happen. That's a long ride, eh? Not really. About an hour and a half. That's a long ride. <laughs> 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 so what were you saying, Blackberry? <laughs> yeah, shit, shit, I done forgot. Now I'm talking about them damn swamp folks. But uh, it, the only reason why Alvin Kamara got majority of the totes is because he they used to having a guy that, that well he's the he's the lightning, and you got another guy that's the thunder. They that's what they usually have. But when they didn't have that no more, when Ingram went, went there no more, and and um, uh, whoever that they, they had, whoever else they had, it really don't damn matter. He didn't get a lot. He didn't get most of the totes. He got more looks in the passing game combined with the totes. But totes. That's what I see uh, going to uh, take place a lot. Probably not every week because it depends on the matchups. But you're gonna see him start with the handoff, but it you it might be games where Algier or whoever else it is, Will one of them Williams boys, whoever it is, uh Allison, they might get more carries, but he might touch the ball more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's designed what you're saying is basically Arthur Smith's gonna design his offense to confuse the defenses to get them off their game, especially the ones that's that's see that's you know, quote unquote, more formidable. Because as I said before, remember now, going into the season, they're going, they're going to try to make a point to get at Mariota, just so they can say, ah, oh, well, you know, 
he was fragile. He wasn't able to, you know, hold up. So Arthur Smith is definitely going to have some stuff to confuse them and get them off of their game early. What you got, at? This is the reason why y'all need to check up on Wednesday night heavy hitters. We're going to expand on this. Like I said, y'all going to love that show. We're going to go in depth with the main reason why. We're going to go in detail. Uh, and like I said earlier, um, the 2017 and this year, 2022 team, it has a lot of similarities, and we're gonna break a lot of that down. So, you guys, I, I promise y'all, y'all gonna love that show, it's gonna bring back a lot of memories, and y'all gonna enjoy it. I promise you that. I'm gonna go watch the film tonight. I'm already ready to see some ugly football. I'm not tired of pretty boy. Shit. Let's take one more question. I'm going to take this question from Tales Sports and Gaming. He said, do y'all feel we will learn or know about our team come week one against the Aints? But if we don't got a big, big boy Rams week two. So I feel we are going to find out a lot about our team. And I hope we start um, nope. one and one. I want nope. two and oh. one and one shit. Oh, I, I personally want two and oh. <laughs> We're gonna learn in the preseason oh, yeah. with this team. We're gonna learn what this team is in the preseason. It's gonna be a lot yeah. sooner. It's yeah. gonna look. It's, we talk. I, I look, man. Damn, boy, I'm giving away all oh, yeah. the damn. Right <laughs> and I probably um, did too. All Smith ain't going in the preseason like he did last year because he's he he not doing it. He's not doing it. No, yeah, I'm uh-uh. with you. Look, look I'm with He's you. I, I said this before. I said the preseason games, those games are going to be the games that show you how well the team has cohesiveness and how well everybody is, is doing on their assignments. Those preseason games are going to let you know what to expect somewhat on the first uh, uh, regular season game. That's awesome. where you're going to get all your all, – that's where you need to get all your fuck-ups out the way. Mm-hmm. But I also think about – I'm sorry. Think about this also. We got those uh, workout games against those teams, some of those teams also. That's going to show a lot too. Yeah, That's going to be very open. That's more open than that because it's going to be a control, but you're going to see how physical those kids are really during mm-hmm. that time. So that's oh, yeah. going to show a lot too. So. And, and and those preseason games gets the rookies, lets the rookies see the speed of the game as it happens. You get what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. Mike, 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 Mike makes a good point about when rookies come into the NFL, they have to learn the speed of the game. And a lot of times that speed of the game for certain rookies leaves them culture shock. Because oh, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's a big, it's a drastic, uh, a drastic difference from college. So these three, these three preseason games gives them an opportunity to see the speed of the game, you know, get that surprise and then get adjusted to it without us, without it counting against the team. You want, if you want to look at the definition of culture shock coming out of college, look at I got two players in mind Maurice Claret and Tommy Maddox. Ask them. Oh boy. My God. <laughs> Ask them. You went way back. You went I'm I'm a bit more practical. I think we'll we'll really know what our team is about around week five. Around week four, uh, week four, week five, I, I I really feel when I can feel the identity is coming into its own. That's when I feel like 
I, oh, yeah. I have some know about this team because, so, uh, I mean, it's good when you start hot. It's real good, but a lot of times some character got to come into play. You're gonna get you're gonna get humbled somewhere along the line, and that's when that character gonna have to show. So oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm thinking why I'm thinking around week four, week five, we're gonna really see what this team really is all about. Be honest oh, yeah. with you, that first loss, and we gotta be real with ourselves, the first loss the Falcons the Falcons have is going to show you what this team is made of, and it's basically gonna show you the identity. Because how they bounce back is yeah. gonna be key. Yep. Yeah. Who's gonna get shaken? Who's gonna bounce back? Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be like? All right, we lost. Let's get back at it. That's gonna oh, yeah. show you the identity of the team. Oh yeah, the humble pie is in the oven right now as we speak. But that's also gonna put teams on notice as to who they have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Because trust, trust and believe they're gonna take once you once them Falcons get that first and second win. And they looking at like, okay, how do we the first thing over, how do we deal with this team? So that that ain't game, that's gonna be film for all of the teams. Like, how do we deal with this team? Look at what they did. Yeah, make an excuse. Oh, of course. But uh we going on two hours now. Let's go ahead and get our, our final thoughts. Uh we're gonna start with uh Big Ant. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? I mean, look, we the ground to pound is coming back, and that tough defense, we bringing it back. No orders, you know, soft serve, and you know, let arm tackling and all that. That shit is out the window. So if y'all if y'all want to watch that, um, I don't know what to tell y'all. Just uh, the wrong team, you know, to be watching for that. But um, just get, get ready for the ugly football. That's all I'm going to say. What you got, Blackberry? Uh, I want everybody to pay attention to the high adrenaline rush wins that we're going to have to put together in this season um, because I really think that's how we're going to win a lot of these games. A lot of these games going to be hard-hitting, going to be smash-mouth. And we gonna be the most physical team. We gonna be the most mean team, and we gonna win some bloody matches, y'all. And it, 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 I don't know about y'all, but I get excited. I get excited when I get hit in the mouth, cause that baby, me, oh, you just woke me up. I feel good now. Hey, See, go. now it's time to get down. So now let's you ready go. to go? Let's so go. I'm looking at four quarter, two minutes left. Who getting hit in the mouth the hardest? And I think it's gonna be these birds. Y'all have a good one. I'm tired now just thinking about it. Gosh, dang. <laughs> what you got, coach? Hey, NFL be aware. The dirty birds are coming back, man. <laughs> so just be prepared, man. This team here is gonna be exciting. They're gonna shock the world, man. Simple as that. They're gonna shock the world. Simple as that. Earl. Yep. What you got, Night Rider? Hey, man, somebody get Brian McFadden on the phone right now because I'm going to tell you something. Like, my, like, my, like one, of my old, one of the old coaches down here. Boy, let me tell y'all niggas up. <laughs> D-boy coming for blood. All that pretty boy football, all that all that old rah-rah shit. 
Uh, Q ball man was talking about when he was here. Oh, that's out of dope. We finna get to some ugly football. You know what I'm saying? Some ugly football. Now we gotta keep that pretty boy shit over there. We finna play some ugly ball and we finna make a lot of folk look ugly in the process. So yeah, if if you ain't on the train, you better get on the but when we leave, ain't no coming back. These birds finna turn a lot of heads. They finna surprise some people this year. You heard it here first. Live, direct, and then book. Well, I'm going to tell y'all like this. Can y'all hear me? Y'all listening? We about to play dirty, filthy, nasty football for 60 minutes. For 60 minutes. Let me say it again. 60 damn minutes. Not 59 and 53 seconds. 60 minutes. We're going to run it down your throat, and we're going to run over you and look at you. That's what these birds are going to do. The dirty birds are back. That's it. We're not twerking on the 50-yard line. We ain't wearing tutus. <laughs> and we ain't doing no disco on the sideline. That's done. So if this ain't the type of football y'all so-called fans want to see, 31 other teams, knock yourself out. What you got, man, Mike? Um, I really don't have anything, man. I just want to tell you guys that uh, I'm going on this spiritual journey. And <laughs> man, fuck that shit, Mike. Turn that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't Sunday. <laughs> I, I go on a spiritual journey where we holding up the Lombardi. I'll be snapping and crying with the collection plate. I don't know why people are upset. What? Look, I tell people all the time. Peter was out there chopping the ears off and everything. He was stabbing motherfuckers with Jesus, bro. Look, like you walk up to Jesus, he'll poke your ass. So look, it's okay to be spiritual. I can be a gangster and be spiritual at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, look, 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 <laughs> I, I, I try to tell people, look, hey man, Jesus was a gangster, bro. He was a gangster out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but for real, man, y'all continue to hit that subscribe button, man. You gotta hit that subscribe button. Cause like I said before, if you don't hit that subscribe button, you won't be heard. You will not be heard. We cannot let these people who don't truly represent the Falcon fan base continue to be exactly. in charge. We cannot allow this anymore. If we want to be heard as a real Falcon fan base, you got to support the real. I'm talking about people that's going to tell you the truth and not all these ugly, prissy lies and say, let's go and get uh, Bryce Young. Let's go and get CJ Stroud. Let's go get... Look, I don't need all that wussy. Look, I need a big ugly motherfucker. I need somebody that's about as big as Ant is. All right, I need somebody that's as big as K Styles. I need the big uglies up in here. We need somebody who's gonna punch somebody in the face like Mike Tyson. We need somebody who's gonna go uh, to the edge like uh, uh, Montez Murphy. We need those type of guys. All right. So at the end of the day. If you want that type of real shit, excuse my friends, if you want that real shit, hit that subscribe button there, Mad Mike Sports. Hit that 
uh, subscribe button here at Atlanta Falcons Nation, Coach Unchained. All right, we got that real shit for y'all. If y'all tired of that bullshit and you tired of this, 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 um, this ESPN watered down, we gonna hire all these fantasy football guys and tell you a bunch of prissy lies. If you sick of that shit, hit that subscribe button here on Atlanta Falcons Nation. We got you, pimp. And then East Side Shout. East Side Shout. That's it. That's it. Listen, people, we want to thank we want to thank y'all for uh, tuning in this evening. We also want to thank you know Mad Mike, the great one for you know coming on and and giving us his wisdom and everything. Uh, Listen, like, share, subscribe. You heard the man. You don't subscribe, we don't get heard. So, to all my brothers on here, man, to Mad Mike, Miss Maggie T, we want to thank y'all. And as y'all know, this is Dirty Bird Thursdays, and we are known as the home team. We'll see y'all next time. Rise up. Always representing for the home team, baby. Rise up, fool. Peace. Home team. I got you.